0: Hey, this is Corey Marshall and you are listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast.
1: The Casanova Podcast, the number one podcast in Hawaii is brought to you by these contributors on Patreon. If you'd like to see more content like this more often, as well as more podcasts, reviews, impressions, early access releases, live streams, and original content, then consider becoming a patron today. Welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, The Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and honestly, people, I'm coming at you today with a truly outstanding episode. Now, I know I always say phenomenal. This one is simply outstanding because in this episode, I truly, truly have the honor and the privilege to interview the iconic and legendary Corey Marshall. Now, Corey Marshall is the voice of Ryo Azuki from Shinmu. Yes, that's right. Yu Suzuki's Shinmu. Now, Corey is just an icon for this franchise because this franchise came out when we had absolutely nothing like it. There was no game like Shinmu before it. And truthfully speaking, there's never been any game since like Shenmue. And a lot of people, interestingly enough, compare Shenmue and Yakuza similar series. There's absolutely no similarities between them because honestly, Shenmue is an experience that I really feel like if you're a gamer, you need to experience this game. And one of the amazing parts of this game is the fact that Corey truly brought Ryo to life just with everything from his cadence and performance and the fact that we've been waiting for over 18 years for a sequel. And finally we are getting that sequel in Shinmu 3 with Corey Marshall reprising his role as Ryo Hazuki. In this episode, we're going to talk everything from how he got into the voice acting industry, ballet, martial arts, and the brilliance of you, Suzuki-san. Now, with all that being said, if you're ready to do it, I'm ready to do it. Let's go ahead and welcome Corey onto the show. All right. And welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova podcast. I'm your host, Mikel Casanova, and I am deeply humbled and honored to have the privilege to interview The one, the only, the iconic and legendary Corey Marshall. Corey, go ahead and introduce yourself.
0: Hey, what's going on, Mikel? This is uh, Corey Marshall. I think uh, most people know me as the English voiceover as Ryo Hazuki in the Shenmue series. And uh, we got uh, Shenmue 3 coming out here real soon. So I hope, uh, hope
1: everybody's looking forward to that. Definitely, man. We we are definitely excited for that. Uh, it's it's been a long time coming, man. Eight what eighteen yeah, years it's, now? it's been a minute, hasn't it? It's been <laughs> a minute.
0: Yeah. Um. I guess uh, we're we're closing in a couple of decades, aren't we? <laughs>
1: but, you know, just just a little bit, not too much. <laughs> Give or take, you know, we skipped a generation of people. It's like, oh, Shinmu. You know, the funny thing is when the Shinmue collection came out uh, last year. I know a lot of young people that I personally know were like, what's Shinmu? I'm like, go, go, go learn your gaming history. <laughs> Headshake Head shake. these youngsters today. Right? right? Not knowing it, where their games came from. Oh
0: god, <laughs> it,
1: it, It's like the same people there, like when Terry Bogard got announced for Smash Brothers. I'm not even a Smash Brothers fan. I play it, but I'm not crazy about it. But mm-hmm. when they announced Terry Bogart, people were like, "What's SNK? What's Terry Bogard? Who's Terry Bogard?" And I'm like, "Oh my goodness."
0: <laughs> right? It's kind of like it's kind of like asking, uh, what virtual fighter is?" or you something know, like that.
1: You know, I've actually had people ask me what virtual fighter is, and I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat
0: and all that stuff. It's like that's that's where those games came from, right? Right, right.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's I, I definitely am, am entirely honored to have you on the show. It's 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 man, I'm I'm nervous. I'm sweating bullets right now. Like I got V Corey Marshall here on the show.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I'm just uh uh, I'm just a just a regular guy. I just I just happen to be doing something that uh, I find that I'm extremely lucky to be doing. Um, it's just something that uh, uh, you know, being in the entertainment world and doing all kinds of different things and stuff like that. It's 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 something that I've always been a fan of. You know, mm-hmm. just being a big video game guy myself and having the absolute pleasure to uh to be lucky enough to be a part of it it's 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 uh, yeah it's 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 really it's the best job that people can have so if uh if anybody is contemplating going into the business i highly recommend it you yeah.
1: awesome. know and you know just so the fans know, we were actually supposed to do this yesterday and this is entirely my fault um because i i ended up oversleeping I, and and corey i didn't get to get tell you what happened of how this went down okay <laughs> okay so we're at hawaii con uh my wife and i and what ended up happening was we were sitting it, it was uh yeah it was sunday night and we were sitting at the vip room uh toasting to a successful con it was me uh the director well both directors for hawaii con uh, husband and wife duo and uh we were sitting out there with John Reese Davis and um Mindy Sterling from Austin Powers and we were just you know and there's a couple other celebrities uh, Eddie McClintock talking a couple other celebrities we were, we were all sitting there we were drinking and my wife's like okay I'm going to go I'm tired I'm going to go sleep cuz she's a little I thought she was tipsy she was actually drunk so <laughs> so she went back to the room and i'm sitting up there and it's like uh what was it like one o'clock almost two o'clock and i finished talking to uh john reese davies and i'm like you know we were talking about lord of the rings and whatnot and I'm like okay i'm gonna go home now and then the director's son and i were chatting it up and then we we he walked with me because his room is near where mine is so i go over to the room i've got the card and i'm like you know how they got the, the i think it's the rfd or the chip thing. So I'm mm-hmm. swiping it and the light keeps flashing yellow and he's like, is everything okay? I'm like, I don't know, it's not It's not working. So I keep trying that for like half an hour with the, with, uh, the director's son with me. Then we uh-huh. go over to um, the check-in booth and we're like having to wait half an hour for someone to show up there. And we're like, okay, um, w- when they finally get there, I tell them I say, hey, you know the lights. uh, Every time I try to use the car to get into my room, it's uh, flashing yellow, and they're like, "Oh, we don't know what that means." I'm like, what do "You mean you don't know what that means?" So they they call they call security. One of the security guards comes over. He's like, "Oh, that means that it's locked from the inside." So I I try to call my wife. She doesn't answer because when she sleeps, she sleeps. You know, there's no waking her up. <laughs> So, okay. so then I ended up, um, I, I, I asked the security guards there way to open the door. He's like, yeah, we got to call one of the security leads, but he's at another site on the other side of the Island. I'm like, uh, how oh, far? Man. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: like, God, I'm Dude, like, you
0: might as well, you just, you just go to the, uh, go to the store and buy a tent, Jeez. right? <laughs> just sleep on the beach,
1: man. <laughs> so uh, so it's was like, it was crazy because it's like I asked, "How long is it gonna take the guy to get here from the other side?" He's like, "Oh, uh, probably like half an hour." It took the guy an hour and a half,
2: mm-hmm. an hour
1: and a half, because he he did not want to come to this side. So when he finally got there, um, then they they um were able to get me in. But the other other only other thing is they had to ask my wife, "Oh, can you verify he's with you?" And I'm thinking to myself, "Wait, you open the door?" <laughs> Here's my ID, my name is is what the hotel room is under, Mm-mm. and you gotta ask her if she's with me. And not, not only that, but above all that, you have me go in the room, wake her up, while you stand at the front. I'm like, are you serious?
0: <laughs> Man, you know, it, it would've been great too if she was just mad at you for waking her up and she would've been like, no right i don't know who this
1: guy is she told me she, she told me she thought about that too i'm like that would have been so
0: bad i know you're talking about like uh just how much time it takes for this and that and stuff i mean i used to live on guam mm. so i know what it's like when you know not everything is a hundred percent and then you got to go get somebody to do something and there's yeah. only like one guy who who does it because it's 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 an island right so there's only one dude yeah <laughs> and yeah, yeah he's like somewhere else doing something else right now and you're like okay well i'll give him a call and we'll see what happens and then yeah you know, it's like, if you if you need to get your cable done or something like that, forget it. It's like three weeks later. The cable right.
2: Comes.
1: Oh, God. It's like, especially um, especially if your internet or your power goes down, good luck. You only got one company. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and they've only hired one or two guys, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, and, and that's the funny thing, too, is because, like, uh, the job, like, right now, I'm a full-time podcaster and YouTuber, but before that about a month ago before I quit my job I was working for a hospital as a systems analyst and I handled all their phones all their networking all their uh security accesses and the thing is it was just me <laughs> so yeah.
0: I... <laughs> yeah that that sounds that sounds about right that's about what I remember uh living on Guam um it's like yeah it's like everybody had 12 different skills because yeah. um yeah, it's like the same guy who might be, uh, you know, building up your porch one day is mm-hmm. like, I don't know, he's like delivering groceries the next or something. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't <laughs> know. It's
1: like, that's just how it is. Oh, man. So, so with all that being said, by the time I got into the room, it's like four o'clock. And then I, I sat there, I sat down in chair. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to prep for this interview. I'm going to make sure my mic is set and everything like that. And I'm sitting there. I got my laptop in my, my lap, and I just passed out. And then man, I remember you... <laughs> you got
0: in at 4 o'clock in the morning, and then this asshole calls you up and is like, Hey, man. What's going on? <laughs> Dude, when I called you, you were like, Hello. Right? <laughs> and I even said, too, I was like, uh, did I wake you up?
1: <laughs> I'm so bad now. Jeez! Oh Christ, man! I'm sorry. No, no, no! Is 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 my fault? You know, because I I didn't intend to go to sleep. i was like, no, I'm I'm up. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do this interview, and I had everything prepped. I had my, my microphone set up. I had my little mini mixer and everything. I'm like, okay, we're, I'm gonna do this. And then when you called, I was like, wait, what? What's going on? And I looked at the phone, I'm like, who who is this? yeah I, okay i've been getting a lot of telemarketer calls from from california so i was like what is this number and i'm like and then i answered and i'm like Hell- hello <laughs> mm. oh man yeah. i feel bad now i'm
0: sorry
1: no 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 <laughs> it, it, it's not your fault <laughs> so yeah audience that was a long version of why we're only doing this today is it's completely my fault but I, I i thank you for being a good sport about it and, and for allowing us to reschedule it because man i was so embarrassed and i was like oh crap i you know and then i forgot too i'm like wait we got to check out of the room at eight o'clock i was like oh crap so yeah it what was,
2: was
1: a- yeah 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 so it's oh, a good thing it's a good thing you called me <laughs> She was, she was knocked out, I, I was knocked out, and then we were like, oh crap, we didn't pack. And then our flight was at 8.30, so yeah, it was it was just bad news all around.
0: <laughs>
1: Man. <laughs> anyway. well, hey, that's, that's what happens when you're having fun, huh? HawaiiCon? Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, we definitely got to get you out to HawaiiCon one time. Uh,
0: are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's make it happen. Let's yeah. make it
1: happen. we we'll
0: love
2: it.
1: Yeah, I get you in contact with the directors there. I'm, I'm really good friends with them, so. Sweet. So, um. Wow. Any excuse
0: <laughs> to go over to the <laughs> islands? Are you kidding me? Any, any excuse. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, I just, you know, the thing is that I'm an outdoors kind of guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, uh, we... I don't know. You know, the thing is, is that we just kind of, we we don't really, I mean, we, all right, let's say. Okay. A lot of people do a lot of the uh, touristy things. We have done those things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think just a lot of people do that. Uh, so, yeah, we've seen that, you know, we've gone to the luau's and all that kind of stuff. But really, just for us, it's just about, like, kicking it, mm-hmm. just relaxing, and actually having, like, local food and stuff like that mm-hmm. going Uh, you know, we, we look up where, you know, locals like to go and all that kind of stuff. Cause we're, we're also big food people. We just Mm -hmm. enjoy, you know, uh, uh, good food and like good, like, uh, uh, maybe home cooked food or something like that. If we can Mm -hmm. find a place that, you know, we really enjoy it, but yeah, we'll just spend a lot of time outside kicking it on the beach, doing some hikes and stuff like that. So that's what we really like to do, you know, food and like outdoor stuff. So
1: you guys are you guys are love my wife um she's from um I don't know if you've been to Molokai in Hawaii it's one of the smaller probably like one of the smallest islands but um she's from there and um, she knows like no matter what island we go to she's like okay this is where we need to go for food here this is where we need to go for hikes this is where we need to go for camping what she she knows everything like the back of her head I'm like wait I've been been in Hawaii and on, on Oahu and Big Island longer than you. She's like, look, I know people <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not gonna argue with you. She knows the people, she's
0: done the research. She knows what's up, right?
1: Yeah, See, like, that's my work. <laughs> like, like I'm shocked at how many hole in the wall places that we continue to find. I'm like, good lord, we've been we've been together for like five going on six years you know, uh, married, and it's like, wow, how did you find this spot? She's like, I know, I know places. (laughs) She said, trust the process.
0: (laughs) So, so when I, when I go to Hawaii Con or whatever it is, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll we'll hang out and, uh, you gotta bring, you gotta promise me you gotta bring
1: your wife along too. Is that, does that sound like a deal? Of course, of course, she wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) Sounds good. Oh, man, I you know, we're, we're supposed to, you know, plug, you know, your social media and some projects that you're working on, Shimu 3. We completely skipped over that. I'm so rude. Yeah. Tell, tell people where they can find you.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you guys can find me on Twitter and Facebook, uh, uh, right? So, Corey Marshall VoiceOver Pro. Uh, but I, I want to warn people though, because it's not just about Shenmue. Like it's my personal page,
2: uh-huh.
0: so that's one thing I always warn people about. It's like, look, man, I'm not, I'm not just like all about Shenmue or all about video games or whatever. Like, if you can't handle what I'm talking about, then it's okay. You don't have to be my friend. You can actually unfriend me. I'm not going to be offended.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah, you can find me Corey Marshall Voiceover Pro but uh it's my personal page so if you if you don't like uh you know me talking about um uh how uh uh, just just like issues that's going on in the world you know what i mean as far as like you know gender or minorities or politics or anything like that Mm -hmm. if you don't like any of that hey it's okay you don't have to be my friend that's cool yeah
1: You know, and that's one of the things like we, we were talking about before we started uh, this podcast, you know, how, you know, one of the things with with my show is I like to deep dive into that, you know, the other aspects of, you know, the people I have on my show, because, you know, it literally is people literally think that, oh, this is my favorite voice actor, they only are about this. And it's like, no, they're human, too. There's way more aspects than just a role that they're playing. You know, and that's not to say you guys don't enjoy that, the role you play, it's just that's one side of you know, many to your 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 work.
0: You know, one of my favorite things is when people say, You know, you should just shut up and stick to voice acting and I'm like, Well, you're you're on Twitter too, so maybe you should just shut up and be an Uber <laughs> driver or whatever it is that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't be a human being, I can't express my opinions because I do video games, like, I, you know what I mean? It's like, because of my job, I'm not a human being, like, I, I can't talk about whatever on Twitter, so. no, that, That's one of my favorite things, it's like, okay, well, I'm a voice actor, so I can't do anything else other than voice act, like, I don't get it.
1: No, Corey, <laughs> you can't talk about anything else, you must talk right. about Shinmu oh, only, you know, Mission your 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 journey to go get landy that's that's all you can talk about that's it <laughs> I try to
0: tie in some of my life like for example just recently me and my wife uh, joined a gym actually it's been how long has it been 6 like 9 weeks ago or something like that so mm. anyway yeah i'm starting to like build up my body and everything and i took a picture of some of my new some of my new arms, you know mm. what I mean? And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we could, maybe we could put this as part of Shenmue Three. So I put the little uh, the, Band-Aid the on The Band-Aid, my face. yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that picture, and I was like, coming for you, Landy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, t- I try to tr- try to tie in my life with Shenmue, Shenmue Three, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just like um. Uh, you know as i was just talking to you like a lot mm-hmm. of the things that i'm into outdoors kind of stuff but um that kind of ties into um you know the thing is is that when i was when i was young i worked for a place
1: you're still young what are you talking uh, about
0: oh well, uh, well i guess
1: <laughs> the beard is fooling back, people
0: back in the shenmu one and two days <laughs> I, I worked for a place called uh, the uh, Citizens Campaign for the Environment, and so, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that really, um, uh, y- you know, helped shape me as uh, the person that I am today, you know what I mean? You, you you really kind of see a lot of the things that are going on uh, just everywhere. It's just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and we, we took care of a lot of uh, things locally, like there's GE next to us, and just things like, weird things like they took, um, uh, some of their waste and put them in these uh, barrels. yes' yeah. supposed to be, you know, sealed, and they dropped them in the bottom of the Hudson, and they said that it was safe and that it's, you know, it's fine and everything. Well, of yeah. course they did, they did testing on the river and they went down and they found out that yeah, indeed these barrels were leaking and
2: mm-hmm.
0: and of course they didn't want to clean it up because it was going to cost them so many millions of dollars and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, one thing that we did was that we just. We got a whole grassroots organization of citizens all around the whole area to sign petitions, to donate, and to get all that kind of stuff, so mm-hmm. that the company was forced to uh, to clean up the mess. That w- I mean, literally just spilling toxins into the Hudson River. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. people people play and swim and fish and boat and you know everything. You know what I mean? Wow. And, uh, so, it's just like, just, just doing stuff like that, you realize that it's not just huge, big, you know, national efforts all the time. Yeah. It's little things, too, that happen locally all the time. And, it, it, you know, you, you realize that those kinds of things are just everywhere. Yeah. So, that's that's something that really shaped me when uh, a lot. And it really just, you know, the thing, it's been a real long journey for me and and mm-hmm. i think uh you know speaking of uh voiceover
1: uh that people might be familiar with dude we can talk about anything clearly we yeah. can talk about your your work and, and helping the environment because that's it's very that's very important you know and that's something i know my wife would love to hear because she's all about the environment she does a lot of agriculture and whatnot so if you want dude, do we can dive into it no filter go for it <laughs>
0: Yeah but it, it, I was talking about like uh like the Miyazaki films that mm-hmm. I watched when I was a kid, right? Mhm. Um, those like helped shape me a lot too. So, you know what I mean? It's like my voice my voiceover work and my love for anime um and uh, uh you know Studio Jubilee and Hayao Miyazaki and um uh you know like one of my all-time favorite films is uh, Nausicaa. Mhm. And, uh, and I, and I remember that, that had a profound effect on me too, right? About mm-hmm. how they, about, you know, how, uh, their ancestors just destroyed everything and this toxic jungle came and, and took over this whole area and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of interesting that, 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 you know, helped shape me as well. And that's, that's that, that anime side of me that, uh, that, uh, uh, uh. Not only shaped me as an environmentalist, but uh, somebody who went into voiceover as well.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so,
0: yeah. I just uh, I, I, again, you know, I said at the I said at the very beginning um, that I'm very um, humbled. I feel very lucky to be able to work in in what I do because it's like I just took those things that um, I loved so much and put that into my into my work, into my art, and you know, the thing is, is that, um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if you've heard this, but maybe some other people have too, but I've always, I've always done art in my life, Mm -hmm. so I've done, you know,
1: that was one of the topics I wanted to cover,
0: (laughs) so I do a lot of stage work, um, you know, I've done TV and film and, uh, music videos and all that kind of stuff, so. I've had a martial arts background as well uh-huh. so like, I was able to incorporate that into my art you know what I mean I was able to do stunts
2: uh-huh. and
0: did like uh several music videos pardon me with stunts uh-huh. in it and i did um like a lot li- i did the uh the live stunt show over here
2: uh-huh.
0: uh, the Batman stunt show uh-huh which was uh similar to uh, it was similar to what uh Sam Hewen did I don't know if you know who Sam Hewen yes, is from, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Outlander he yeah. actually did a similar Batman show to what I did too I was like oh, <laughs> hey hey brother what's going on <laughs> But, uh uh yeah I've always I've always tried to like everything that I've that I uh, you know that I love in life I've always put that into to my art as mm. well you know so yeah, it was kind of like one of those things where, again, my love for video games and anime and all that kind of stuff, I was able to make that a part of my life as a part of my art as well. You
1: yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and and I feel like you know being able to do that, you know, you're very, very, very much a renaissance man, I'd say. You know, and you're very well cultured, and you know, between the arts and music and acting and everything that you do, it it helps give you a greater world view perspective. And that's something, you know, that I I think is an experience that a lot of people should try, like do different things, you know, learn about, you know, different cultures, learn about, you know, music, engage in music, engage in acting, and also learn about the environment that you're around. And and I think a lot, especially with this generation, and I think you and I coming from the same generation where, you know, we didn't have the internet at the palm of our hand like this current generation does. So it's like we actually had to get out and learn about stuff. You know, we had to go to the library. We had to, you know, there are different things. You know, we had the TVs and news stations telling us, and then we also had to go and learn, you know, stuff in school. But this generation now, you know, and I'm not trying to crap on them, but I, I think a lot of them with so much ease of access to information, it's, it's, I, I've always thought that sometimes it must be overwhelming for them. You know, yeah. it's, it's too much information. It's like, oh, what do I do with it? It's like, apply it. Learn learning no way well, to apply it.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting what you said about being able to learn about other cultures and other things mm-hmm. uh, around the world. And what better way than to, uh, to experience um, art to... Get a whole uh, to to be able to have that experience with other cultures. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for example, right, like uh, maybe maybe you're, you're you're a musician or something, right? Like mm-hmm. okay, so maybe you want to start learning about uh, maybe you want to start learning to play a sitar or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to start to learn how to play oh my god, there's so many instruments, right? Like, maybe yeah. you want to bring some Japanese string instruments, you know, and then maybe you could find out where that came from, where those came from in China, or maybe how that was uh, influenced with some of the in, uh, some of the instruments in India, or mm-hmm. something like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, the way that we kind of used to do things, right, we, we would, uh... Okay, so if I were doing a play mm-hmm. and there were some people, uh uh, there were like some, some Moorish people or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe, yeah, maybe you could experience, uh, you could experience their music, maybe you could read their books, maybe Mm -hmm. you could eat their food, maybe you could, uh, check out their art, that kind of thing, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I think when you, uh, when you're looking at it online on your phone or something like that, you're kind of getting the surface of it, right? yeah. But when you really truly experience people's, uh, art, um, you, that, that culture really starts to seep into you, yeah. you know what I mean? It really yeah. starts to become a part of you because when you're, when you're playing music or when you're listening to music, that starts to saturate your brain, mm-hmm. right? When you consume the food, I mean, the food literally becomes a part of your body, right? Yeah. When you see the, when you see the art when you start to when you when you view art of somebody's paintings or something like that of mm-hmm. that particular, picture, that starts to really fundamentally change who you are because that artist is expressing themselves fully. Yep. In in that art, right? So whatever yeah. it is, like I said, if it's a painting or something like that, they are they they poured everything into that painting. Mm-hmm. Their their full art potential for you to view back. And, and those, those those kinds of things really start to I think like I said saturate into your body. Mm-hmm. So you're right. When people start to look it up on their phone or whatever, maybe you could watch a video or something like that. That's that's a little bit better. That's a that's a media that is is good. Yeah. But I, I mean everything. You should you should watch videos. You should watch movies. You should read books. You should do all that kind of stuff to yeah. experience it's people's cultures. And you know, of course, of course, the best thing you can do is actually go and travel yeah. there and actually be a part of the people the land itself and all that kind of stuff so I can't recommend that enough if people are are, are interested in that and uh, just go out there go out there and experience it you know it's it it'll, it'll change your life
1: yeah and, and and that's that's really like one of the key things you know I, I keep telling a lot of the you know, the, the youth that, cause I do a lot of things with the youth out here on, in Honolulu and I tell them all the time, you know, and they can be anywhere from say, you know, ninth grade up to 12th grade. And sometimes there's people that are in their first or second year college. And, and when I talk to them, I tell them like, Hey, travel, get off the island, go to the other side of the world, go somewhere safe, but you know, travel to get. A more world-rounded view of life, yourself, and the world. Because if you just stay where you are, you're limiting yourself. And you know you need yeah. to know how people do things in another com- country, another culture. And you know by discovering new things about other people, you discover new things about yourself. And it, it helps in the process. If I stayed in Samoa for, you know, all of my life, I'd be entirely different than what I am now. If I stayed in in Memphis, Tennessee and never came to Hawaii or I never traveled to other parts of the world or went international, I would not be who I am now. And it's like, I I see the difference between myself and my siblings. My siblings didn't travel, you know, I did. And we have Mm. completely different outlooks outlooks on things i mean yeah it is also the aspect of individual you know we're being individuals but at the same time it's like i can speak on certain things and they're like oh how do you know i'm like because i went there <laughs> you know yeah you know and you
0: know what's great about uh certain games including Shenmue, mm-hmm. is that Shinmu um really does give you a window into uh, uh, you know, the Japanese culture or the Chinese culture, right? Yeah. And I've had so many people tell me, like, oh, because I started playing Shenmue, you know, I really started uh, thinking about um, going to Japan, and it really affected me. And then they did. Yeah. Like, that was one of their life goals. So they played Shenmue, and they— Shenmue really is uh, very immersive, right? Mm-hmm. So. You really feel like you're in the 1980s in Japan because there's so much detail, there's so many people, the way that they dress, the way that they act, the way that everything, it, the buildings are laid out, the the roofs, everything is so much detail mm-hmm. in Shin that you really do, you know, I was talking about all the different ways that you can uh, immerse yourself into a culture,
2: mm-hmm.
0: certain games, including Shenmue, can do that it can offer you that window and yeah people have been like oh i had to i had to go to japan so because of Shenmu, it was a, they they were able to broaden their horizons mm-hmm. and actually it actually compelled them to actually to go right mm-hmm. so they did they they some of them told me oh i straight up followed the path of hazuki mm-hmm. like i i went i went uh uh, you know I went from his hometown I went down to the harbor I went down and then I took and then I took uh, a flight you know most people fly but they'll go <laughs> over to China and uh, you know and and then people have told me like oh yeah um what what happened to me is that I went on this trip and then
2: mm.
0: I ended up in China and now all of a sudden I'm teaching uh school I'm teaching English to uh young impoverished uh, Chinese children because uh you know they they wouldn't have the opportunity to have certain schooling and certainly wouldn't have the opportunity to speak english uh to learn other languages and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so he he's you know I remember one guy told- told me that that's what he does now because of Shenmue, he's teaching young children mm-hmm. uh, he, uh- schooling that they wouldn't have the opportunity otherwise to do and I think man Shinmu uh in so many ways has changed the world, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it really
0: yeah. has. That's like, man, if, for me to be a part of something like that, really, you know, you're talking about being humble. It's like that. That is like, I, I can't even. I, I, it's, it's it's hard for me to fathom. You know, what yeah. I mean? that, that that Shenmue could have such a positive influence uh, uh, like that. And uh, a lot of people were told me like, oh yeah, now I, uh, now I, now I'm I create video games. Like that's my job. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I. I uh, travel, and I, I live full-time now in Japan, and uh, I do this and I do that, and I think, wow, you
1: know, that's <laughs> great. I love that stuff, you know? I mean, and and, and yeah, I mean, I, I can't even imagine, like, being in your shoes and, and being part of something that literally, it did. It, it changed the world. I mean, for me, aspects from the gaming world, there was nothing like it before it. You know, in many ways, it really hasn't been anything like it. There have been many imitations of it and spiritual spin-offs like the Yakuza series, but nothing to the extent of what Shinmu did. I'm not going to say attempted because it, 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 it did it successfully. And, you know, to, to realize that Yu Suzuki was that much of a visionary. And he was, and still is he's he still greatly is, and it's like, wow, like what was it like working with Yu Suzuki
0: well, um you know what's what's great about him is that he he is so passionate about mm-hmm. his project, you know what I mean Shinmu is like it's like a it's like a child for him, you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he, he he really does um nurture it you know what i mean he really does live it he really does you know i, I was talking about all the details mm-hmm. in chinmu it's because they spent so much time w- with with crew and all that kind of stuff uh getting all those details they 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 went out and they they made sure that they scan or they took a uh, photo it was photos at the time mm-hmm. they took photos of buildings they took photos of bridges that details of of uh maybe some um uh, you know like a, like if it were a bridge in China or something like that, it's because mm-hmm. there was there was a, a dragon swooping down at the end of the of the bridge or something like that like I, I remember when I went there, they showed me all the research that they did,
2: mm-hmm. and they
0: showed me all these pictures and stuff like that, and they said yeah we we really are trying to get all the details correct, so we had to get a lot of people out there
2: mm-hmm. to,
0: to to make sure that everything was laid out even even just having the buildings laid out properly, right oh. And then uh, Yu Suzuki himself, yeah, he, he goes to these places. He, again, you know, immerses himself and mm. in, in these places, in these cultures and stuff like that, so he can truly get an understanding of what it's like to actually be there, so when you play the game, again, you feel mm. like you're there.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, he, he really just goes through that process, yeah. you know? And, and, yeah, when you talk to him about Shenmue and, uh, you know, you're discussing the game and all that kind of stuff, you, you can really tell um, it, it really does mean so much to him. It's not, it, it's not just a job, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not just like, oh, hey, I make games, and I want it to be cool, you know, which is fine. I mean, there's a lot of really great games out there that are cool, right? And, yeah. And, and, and guys are like, dude, I love the money. I love the, like, sports cars and the ladies <laughs> that come
2: with it. I understand.
0: But you can tell that for you Suzuki, it's it's definitely a passion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's 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 definitely a different level for him. It's something that he truly, really, deeply cares about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and being in his presence, you can you you know that you can feel that. So that's that's I'd probably say the biggest thing that I get from him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's great, too. He he always, whenever he has his laptop with him, you know what I mean, he's always eager for me to, to play. He's like, oh, we just built this part and, you know, we'll go into the details about, uh, you know, you walking in the mud and he was like, oh yeah, we had to get these footprints right and, you know, mm-hmm. when the, when, it, when it rains, of course, you know, the, the footprints are going to fill in with water and all that kind of stuff, you know. It, it was, he, he loves to go in about that kind of detail, you know what I mean? He likes to kind of, like, geek out about That kind of stuff, and I I love it, man. I love listening to it. We were talking about, um, so we were talking about the mud and the rain, Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: uh, oh, we were talking about the water and the reflection off of the water, and uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, he he really revels in all the details. You know, again, when Mm -hmm. when it comes to when it comes to people and places and clothing and. Uh, you know, like I said, buildings and bridges and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. all the all the, uh, the 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 little details as well. You know, the flowers. You know, he talks about uh, the flowers. Those particular flowers are in the mountains up in China. You know what I mean? Like he he talks about the different herbs and the different flowers that are actually there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, that kind of research they did and you know, what, what, maybe, maybe this particular herb is made for, you know, this particular type of medicine or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things that, uh, a lot of games now, uh, like you said, they, they try to, they try to emulate. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like th- those games, I think a lot of kids, uh, today are kind of used to that thing. Uh, and maybe they take it for granted, but it's like, hey, you know, this, this Shenmue is like, that's why we have these fantastic games that we have today. Yeah. With huge open worlds and all this, you know, great fantastic stuff that you can, you can literally just take a walk anywhere.
1: Yeah. You know? Those <laughs> games that we have today
0: is because of Shenmue, right?
1: Yeah, so. it, it really is. And, you know, and, and one of the other things too, and I, and I gotta give praise to Yu Suzuki for this, because you can tell the difference like if you if any of the audience if you go back and play One or shimu two and also please go pre-order and play shimu three when it comes out um you can tell the different locations you know like you said yu suzuki he immerses himself in the locations in the culture and the aspects different things he's very into the details when you look at other games, you know, like from our from our generation and, and ones that came out in the late 90s and early 2000s and actually some of the mid 2000s, you can tell that a lot of the games, they kind of had an idea of what this place was like. And they ran mm-hmm. with the idea of it versus, oh, this is what it's actually like if we went there, you know. Right. So that, that's one of the things. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, well, it's just because it's easier, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely uh, more time and a lot more effort and a lot more money.
2: Yeah. <laughs> to get percent <laughs> right?
0: So, and, and that's one thing that people talk about with uh, Shinmu, right? It's like, how much, how much did it cost to build and all mm. that kind of stuff? It's like, well, I mean, yeah, you're going to spend more time. You're going to spend more uh, money getting it just right. Yeah, Um, I think uh, I was talking uh, to somebody before about how... I thought it was great that in... uh, Oh, yeah, it was Assassin's Creed, Mm -hmm. where um, they were able to digitally uh, take... um, uh, They were able to digitally render uh, Notre Dame because they had the technology, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was more cost-effective for them at the time, but we're talking about a game that, like, just came out, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're talking (laughs) about... Uh, when did it come out? 2018,
1: 2019? Uh, the original Assassin's Creed?
0: No, oh, the, the, the Assassin's Creed that just came out. That that was that they I, We were talking about it because Notre Dame had just burned down.
1: Oh, we, uh, yeah, 2018 is the, the most recent one, yeah.
0: And I thought, wow, isn't it great that we have an actual representation of mm-hmm. Notre Dame in a game? Right? for people to go and explore like you can actually go all these places that you know you probably wouldn't be able to go in, if yeah. you're <laughs> a very, very high, but um but i thought wow that that's interesting that that piece of history that piece of culture is now is now uh, immortalized forever in a video game i thought yeah. well, that, was, that was pretty interesting right definitely but yeah i mean nowadays it's, it's <laughs> It's a lot easier. You can, you can shine. You got your lasers, and you got your laser grid up there. And how much easier is it to to make a Notre Dame nowadays than you know? For example, if if Shenmue had to do that, well, they'd be like, all right, well, let's get a whole bunch of people, and they can they can be guided to secret places that maybe only the monks go to, or whatever. You know what I mean? And then mm. they have to take photos, and they'd have to draw it all out. <laughs> so. Not only do you have photos? But then you draw it, and then you and then you render it, right? And then you got this whole process that they would have to go through back in the day. But but that's what Shenmue did, you know? Yeah. When it came to when it came to everything, all the places that they that they went to, that that was that was very very important to them. Yeah. Like you said, Uesugi, uh, you know, the details mattered to him, so he wanted to make sure that you got it right
1: you know and it's you think about it like he's been the the father of so many genres that have come out i mean with word Virtua fighter and i i would love to see a new virtual fighter come out but it, it's That's great it, isn't it amazing you think about the things he's innovated over the years and and just honestly not even innovate he's just created and you know with virtual fighter a lot of people compare virtual Fighter and tech and i'm like okay there wouldn't be a Tekken. There wouldn't be a Dead or Alive. There wouldn't be any of these other 3D fighting games if not for Yu Suzuki's Virtua Fighter. You know, you wouldn't have the open-world exploration-style, do whatever you want to do sandbox games if not for Shinmu, because that it wasn't there beforehand. And not to say that it it couldn't have possibly have happened, but it's just one of those things where it's like he did it. When no one else was doing it, when no one else, it wasn't even on the radar of other people yeah. to do it. Yeah. So, you know,
0: it's like um, when you have a a totem pole, right? Mm-hmm. And you're building a totem pole. What's the most important part? Is the base, right? Right. Yu Suzuki is that base,
2: right? <laughs>
0: Everybody else has built on top of 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 his um of his ideas of his concepts, right? So you're right. It's not like, well, okay, well, would it have never happened? No, it would have happened. But because of Yu Suzuki, we realized when it was possible, how it was possible. He was the roadmap.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He was the guy who laid it down for everybody else to build on top of that totem pole, right? Yep. Yu Suzuki is that base. He's he's the most important part for everybody else to build on top of. Yeah. It's
1: so, it's like you yeah, think we have we have. Him no no go go ahead go ahead
0: oh yeah I was just saying yeah we have the games that we have today because of him
1: yeah, yeah. I mean like okay let's 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 step into DeLorean and let's go back to like the 90s early 90s like think about Sweet. this <laughs> think about this okay so we had Street Fighter come out then we had uh Mortal Kombat not long after and that was what we were thinking okay this is the pinnacle of games like we'd never seen anything look as detailed as those two i remember when digitized characters was like the hot thing and you had all these companies ripping off of mortal kombat to do that and then the next thing you know that comes out right after virtue fighter and it's in full 3d and it's fluid and,
0: and it's you characters right from from side to side you know i mean like real fighters do (laughs) it's not just going back and forth on a screen right Right?
1: and it's like you, you remember when that came out it was nothing like it before like we were all used to sprites and then whoa we got the 3d 3d polygons what you know and it's just like i said he did it when no one else was doing it it's crazy and you, you think back on it, it's like, wow. 3D environments, 3D backgrounds, 3D characters. I don't even think people were experimenting with 3D like the way he was at that time.
0: Yeah, you know, I think, uh, let's see, uh, the best we had was uh, we had Tron. Yeah. But that was just like lines that you're, you're it was like a force perspective that your brain had to fill in all of the
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all of the missing <laughs> detail right you're like okay that line means that it's uh it's in the distance mm-hmm. and this line means that it's that it's in the <laughs> but that's the best we had you know what i mean that that was a long time ago but that's yeah there's nothing that could fill in the blanks right until until we had uh stuff like that
1: definitely yeah, oh. that's, that's
0: what Remember, this, this is the first time having any any kind of like, you know, what would be considered 3D yep. was games like Tron, where you could where it was where it was forced, mm-hmm. and you had to and you just you had to just fill in the blanks and realize that it was 3D,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that it was 3D in quotes.
1: <laughs> oh right. man, uh, uh, what do you think of? Um, I, I've heard a lot of people. It is kind of funny. This is also one of those situations where I think people need to know some. A little history of gaming, but I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, there's no difference between uh, Yakuza and Shinmu and I'm like, "There's a world of difference between Yakuza and Shinmu. They're very, very different games." But what are your, what are your opinion? What's your opinion?
0: Um. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin on that, actually. <laughs> So so why, so why do people say that? I don't know. It. it I mean, I, I. I think a lot of people. Yeah, we're talking about how it's kind of like a spiritual. Uh, not ancestor. I don't know. Maybe a cousin. <laughs> <or
1: something. laughs> like a third cousin. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I don't know. We're talking about differences of. Oh man, there's so many differences though, right? Yeah. So. Even just, like, pacing or, um, I don't know, it's just, it, to me it just feels like a completely different game, right? hmm But, but even all of the action that you're doing and all that kind of stuff, I don't know, what, so what, what are, what, so what are people saying?
1: Um, I've had some people who haven't, or some people that have only played Yakuza, they're like, oh, well, Shidmu was kind of like the prototype to, Yakuza, you know, it's the same thing. You, you do the same things in y- in Shinmu that you do in Yakuza. I'm like, no, you don't. The the biggest thing, like I, I've ex- I've tried to explain to a lot of people, I'm like, Shinmu is about exploring, and it focuses on Rio's journey. You know, right. you could say it's all about the revenge, but it's really not because he, he he learns a lot and grows and develops throughout the the two games. But in Yakuza. You, I mean, there's a similarity there with *Kiryu um, Kazuma*, but the same—the difference is, it's a different gameplay style. I—I I, I look at *Yakuza* more as the evolution of the brawler genre, like *Streets of Rage* in yeah. in three D. You know?
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I think it is too is that. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like Shenmue, it, it is all about the journey,
1: right? yeah, yeah,
0: um, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to like put into words what I'm thinking here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I think um I almost feel like in Shenmue, you, you you it's like you're you're living yeah, the character. you're you're living hazuki, right? Yeah it, fe- I, it I definitely. I I'm, I'm definitely trying to tell you that it's a different feel overall. And I think you're right, right? Like there's an evolution of the brawler type over when we're talking about uh, Yakuza. I, I just feel like it's it's completely different. Not not a completely different game, but a completely different genre. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um
0: almost feel like um yeah, when you're when you're with Shinmu, when you're when you're playing Shinmu, almost feel like it's it's you're playing life. <laughs> uh, and but but at the same time, it's an interesting life.
2: <laughs>
0: you're you're going on you're you're going on this quest, right? You need to find the man who killed your father, and, but at the same time, you're 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 meeting all these interesting people mm-hmm. uh, who teach you, uh, you know, martial arts, kung fu, life lessons, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And um, yakuza, I kind of feel like it's very uh, like, goal-oriented, it, yeah. you go to, you, you, like, you, you need to go places, you need to fight these people, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I almost feel like, uh, for Yakuza, it's, a, it's about the destination, which is fine, mm-hmm. and I feel like with Shenmue, it's about the journey. Yeah. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: I think that's, I think that's what I'm trying to process. <laughs> to
2: <my brain.
1: laughs> It, you know, and I'm a fan of both. You know, I I love the story of Kiri um, but I I try to tell people it's an entirely different. It it it's like you said, it's an entirely different genre. Like the the the, the one main difference is when you're playing Yakuza, you can open a map and know where you're supposed to go. The game tells you what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to talk to, versus you you know Shinmu. Where, you gotta look. You know, do you know any sailors? Are there any sailors around? You know, you right. you, you gotta, and you're doing the day to day things like, and and that's something that back when that came out, you didn't do the little things where you had to go and you actually had to look at items, pick them up, and observe them. You know, mm-hmm. you need to find certain key items, talk to certain people at certain times, like in Yakuza. It's everything's happening either at night or in the or during the day, but mm-hmm. it doesn't transition in time until you hit a certain key point of what you're supposed to do. Whereas Shinmu, time is just going right. So
0: right the the bar is not open during the day. Yeah. So you you know you're you're doing other things during the day, and then maybe you got to go talk to these sailor guys in the evening because that's when the bar opens up or if you are in the evening you can't go you know to the flower shop because yeah. that's closed right? yeah so, yeah th- th- those kinds of things uh yeah you suzuki did back in the day and and of course yeah now now people are starting to do that at, uh with all the games but yeah you're right as far as as far as the difference between the two games you're right about that and um and, and you know it's funny I was playing it with uh, my daughter just recently, and mm-hmm. we were down in the harbor, and I voiced the game, right? And I remember there was something. <laughs> what were trying to do? Um, it was after warehouse. It was warehouse eighteen, or what is it? Warehouse eighteen? Yeah. Oh man. And um, it was after that, and it's before you get the forklift job. Mm-hmm. I was running around and I was like, oh shit, like, where do I need to go? It's like, like, it! I forgot, like, where I need to go? And <laughs> me and my daughter were talking, we were trying to figure it out, and I was like, man, that's Shenmue for you, isn't it? Like, I, I, oh you have to go find some people, and then I realized that there was a guard there, and you couldn't go through that gate because the guard will kick you out, and I was like, oh, man. I was like, man, I did this game! <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're right, like, you gotta go find some people at certain times, in certain places. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go down one one avenue one day, or one, you know, like you said, if it's too late or whatever, then you, you have to figure out what to do. I don't know. Yeah. And and that's it. That's like, that's just how life is, you know?
1: Yeah, it really is. So, I I gotta ask you, this is probably gonna be one of my last, last two questions about Shinmu before I dive more into you. Okay. Um... If there's a fight between Ryu, Rio Rio mm-hmm. and a fight between Kiryu from Yakuza who would win? Yeah.
0: That's good. That's a good question. Well, you know the thing is is that Hazuki's getting stronger all the time, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, look at him. Uh, and and uh and we'll find out on November 19th as well, right? Like how far does he go? Yeah. Um, what I like about Hazuki, well, I mean, there, of course, there's growth on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like, um, oh, okay, I need I need to figure out what to say because, of <laughs> course, uh, you know, Shenmue Three here, I can't reveal anything. Uh, but I feel like, there, you know, Hazuki's mm-hmm. on this like ultimate journey, yeah. right? And I feel like he's getting stronger and stronger all the time. You know, I almost feel like, um, uh, Hazuki's already kind of famous, uh, has already faced some, um, some Yakuza-type characters, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. have Chinese gangsters, we have Ren, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like, uh, he's definitely been working his way through some strong gangster type, right? Mm-hmm. And But I- but we're getting, you know, everybody realizes at the end of Shenmue 2 that there's something a little bit else going on, right? There's mm-hmm. a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, maybe magic or maybe there's some destiny involved or something mm-hmm. like that. So I kind of feel, obviously we haven't seen where uh, Hazuki is going just yet,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: I feel that he's on a bigger journey. Yeah. I do feel that eventually Hazuki would win a fight because um uh, because of this ultimate journey that he's on, yeah, so you I, know I want people to <laughs> 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 to see what's going on in three and four and five and ten because we're gonna have ten of these games, right mm-hmm. so <laughs> Um, but yeah, th- he's he's on this like ultimate journey, this ultimate quest. I, there's there's more like mystic and magic and and you know some destiny involved that uh, that we'll we'll start to see come to fruition in uh, the next few games. So that that that's that, I'm hedging my bet on Hazuki.
1: Yeah, and, and people just uh, we we have to tiptoe around. There are things called NDAs, people. We can't talk <laughs> about it. He he. <laughs> about all
0: the awesomeness uh that you guys hopefully will, will be loving in uh, Shenmue three. Oh. Um but yeah um for anybody who hasn't played uh two yet uh spoiler spoilers right now so if anybody <laughs> hasn't played two yet yeah we, we find out there's some uh really crazy stuff that happens at the end of two. Yeah. Um that that uh it, 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 it suddenly changes the game, right? Like well, you, you were you were in a normal world and now suddenly things aren't as normal as you thought that maybe yep. they were so,
1: and, and it, that's cool it was a good twist it was a really good mm-hmm. twist um yeah. so um, my last Shinmu question before we transition how did it feel when Shinmu 3 was announced or were you notified that you were going to be reprising the role um, after it was announced before it was announced, I mean, if you're allowed to share that like yeah and, and what was your like was it one of those things that caught you by surprise? you' are like hey we're we're actually gonna like, we get to finish this, <laughs> yeah
0: well, um, it did catch me by surprise because I found out the exact same time that everybody else did,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> They, they It was such a big, like, super secret mm-hmm. that they didn't tell anybody. They didn't tell anybody that I knew, uh, the people who previously worked on the games. They didn't tell anybody. They didn't tell any of the other actors. They didn't tell anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, yeah, I found out the same way that everybody else did. Um, I, I, I told the story a couple times, but for anybody who hasn't heard, anybody hasn't heard it, mm-hmm. um, I was coming home with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was the e three that was going on, and I, I i knew I was missing it or whatever, and I was like, well, I'll catch it, you know, I'll, I'll go online, I'll go on YouTube or whatever I'll catch some of the all the cool stuff that's mm-hmm. been going on and uh it was it was like it's one of those dad moments, you know what I mean Where I <laughs> had my daughter with me, and I'm trying to hold her hand, and I had a whole bunch of stuff, yeah arms and and i remember i was carrying like a bag or some total total dad minute, mm-hmm. moment right and uh while i was still in the car gathering everything my phone started pinging mm-hmm. right so just like and i was like oh wow something's really happening you know i was like uh, okay i hope no national emergency is happening yeah
2: forever.
0: um and i was uh, you know Trudging through the parking lot, dragging stuff. Who knows? Things falling out of my hand. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was trying to make my way up the stairs. And again, like my phone just kept going and kept going and kept going. I was like, okay, so something serious is going on. Either mm-hmm. yeah, it's like another nine eleven or something like that. Yeah. Or, or it's Shinmu. Hmm. And I realized E3 was going on, and I was like, I don't know, man, there's always rumors. People have always been talking rumors about Shenmue 3, are they going to announce it this year? Mm-hmm. You know, nah, really? <laughs> and I'm thinking about this as I'm going up the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. Fumbling with the keys, you know, trying to get them in the lock, like stupid, you know, stupid dad stuff. Mm-hmm. My wife actually comes to the door and she opens it for me because I'm unable to. And uh, she has her iPad in her hand and she looks at me and she goes, did you hear? And at that minute I was like, okay, it's probably, and I kind of looked at her and I was like, is it Shenmue? And she goes, yeah. (laughs) 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 So yeah, immediately I went back on to, I think somebody was doing some sort of live feed or something like that. Went on to, I think it was YouTube or something. I think I found it pretty, pretty easily.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I just, um. and yeah, found out during the announcement, all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know what's interesting is that it was so super secret that um, if you remember, there was some sort of like little trailer that they did with uh, Hazuki and Shenhua. They were walking. Yeah. And the part where he jumps over some stones, over a river or something like that. Mm-hmm. That guy mm-hmm. is not... Yeah. They found a guy who sounded similar to me and actually had him voice Hazuki. Oh. That's how, like, secret the whole thing was. They didn't even tell me! <laughs> 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 and I was like, hey, they found somebody who actually sounds like me. I was like, that's kind of weird. Oh, that's... What? And I kind of had that moment of, oh, man. Like, I was so excited to see Shenmue, I was like, yes! Yeah, I get to play it. Like I'm a Shenmue fan myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, man, we get to like see the the rest of the story. I can't wait to play it. This is gonna be awesome. And I thought, oh wait, hey, I get to work too. Like I I get to be on the project. I can't. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and then they had that guy doing the voice, and I was like, oh wait a minute. Oh, that that guy sounds like me and I was like is this like a is this like is this guy like a local japanese talent and I was like oh man are they going to do it in japan like fuck man I'll go to japan like I, I went to japan twice before get me back I'll do it <laughs> you know what I mean but but what was really cool is that they called me um very shortly it was only like and it was the following week or something like that they mm-hmm. called me up and said hey uh, you probably heard we're going to do Shenmu 3 and I was like yeah I heard <laughs> <laughs> and um they would like yeah we we would love to have you back on 3 if you'd like to reprise your role as Hazuki and of course I was like yeah I mean it's it's one of my favorite jobs I've ever done I love the game mm-hmm. so yeah I, I'll, I'll be back sure and so yeah like I said it was just one of those things that was like a big big secret they didn't tell anybody oh. so I found out the same time that everybody listening to this did
1: Wow. So, okay, Sega—they don't have any real involvement with Three at all.
0: Um. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I think everybody knows about some of the other companies involved, Deep Silver and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Three is not involved because oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Three. Uh, Sega is not involved in Three because, um, there was, you know. I'm sure some people are probably realize that there's a lot of like legal stuff going back and forth as far as rights to the game, uh, you know, even, even the name of the game and Mm -hmm. all the characters and the music, like you, like, you know, you have to get the rights to the music and all that kind of stuff. That, that's a long, you know, involved process with Mm -hmm. just lawyers and stuff you know what i mean just because yeah. it's 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 just one of those things yeah. and uh that's one of the reasons why um it took so long you know what i mean i think i think uh I, I hope that some people realize that it wasn't just about like Yu suzuki saying hey i'll do it yeah you know what i mean like that stuff belongs to sega so sega had to it was like this big long process that they had to go through yeah a lot of talking and negotiation and all that kind of stuff so yeah, I remember somebody talked to me years ago, and they're like, "Oh, why don't we just do a Kickstarter?" And I was like, "Yeah, you could do that, but it, it's more than just that. Yeah, like it's not just about raising the money.
2: Yeah, and
0: it, it, there's just so much involved. But yeah. um, you know, again, I, I talked bef- I talked earlier about Shinmu being this passion project of Yu Suzuki. So yeah, he's gonna go through it. It's like if he has to take. Ten years or more mm-hmm. <laughs> to get the project. He will, you know. And the thing is, is that because of all the fans out there, you know that people were asking him all the time, like, "Hey, when are you gonna do Shenmue three? What's what's happening with Shenmue three? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and he's he's seen it all over the internet. The same things that we see, you know, he's seen them too. So he, you know, that he was just like, "I have to do it. I have mm-hmm. to do it." The fans wanted. They needed. They, the fans don't want it. The fans need Needed.
2: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that that was foremost on his mind for the longest time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Yu Suzuki did what he could. He had to, uh, you know, he had to take on some partners, which is fine. And, um, uh, you know, another thing, too, I hope a lot of people understand that a lot of the business decisions that are taking place, it's actually not YSNet, it's not Yu Suzuki. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with some of these other entities, and, and I mentioned Deep Silver before, mm-hmm. but that's what they do. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, they're in the business of the video game business. Like that's what they do full time. So mm-hmm. if anybody has, you know, uh, if anybody's wondering, like why. Uh, the decision was made for the exclusive on um, on uh, on the PC
1: on. Um, what oh, am I the, to say? the 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 um, Epic Game Store. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why, why did that? Why did that slip my mind? Anyway, if anybody's wondering, like, why decisions like that happen, and why Yu Suzuki made that decision, well, he didn't. You know what I mean? Like, companies like Deep Silver did that. Yeah. Again, that's 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 their that's their job. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that goes into that again, legal stuff with the, with all of the rights to the game. That's why it took so long. People Mm -hmm. were talking about making decisions. Hey, that's, that's just the nature of it. You got so many huge, powerful people making all these decisions and you Suzuki and people like me, we're just like, Hey, let's just make this really great game. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do something for you guys. You know what I mean? But there's just business involved, you know, and that's, that's. People, people have asked me questions, like, hey, why did you make that decision? Dude, like, I'm an actor. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you kidding me? Talk about the totem pole. I'm like, man, I am so out. Like, I'm a leaf on a tree. Like, I, I, I don't <laughs> have any decision at all on what happens. So don't ask me. Yeah, people have, people have asked me questions about, like, hey, why did you guys decide to do this? And what about the refunds? And I'm like, dude, what are, you, are you kidding me? <laughs> i'm just some stupid actor god i have no decision making
1: oh my god It, it you know and, and that's the thing that's so funny because you know being being a content creator and a youtuber i i see it so much where you you've got these youtubers who out of nowhere they're they're stock analysts they talk about the stocks of gaming companies i'm like do you have a background in in, in finances like do you truly understand that or they'll talk about this is why this business decision was made and i'm like were you sitting in on the business meeting or with the board like it's cool to okay it's cool to speculate but we're not the ones that make these decisions you know (laughs) it's it's crazy right yeah
0: yeah speculation is one thing like yeah. (laughs) yeah Guys talk about it all day that's fine you know and and one one actually one thing that I love is fan theories i love I love reading fan theories I can read those all day
2: <laughs> I love that stuff
0: but um yeah i just I, I I hope that people can understand that there's just a lot I mean, there there's so many people involved and um and uh, you know there the, there's the making of the game- mm-hmm. but then there then then there's the business side yeah. so Whatever, I hope, I hope people can take that away from this conversation.
1: Definitely, definitely. And uh, we're going to wind down to the last couple of questions because, you know, I, I really don't want to take up too much of your time. I've taken up an hour and 17 minutes as of this recording. And... Well, uh, <laughs> you're, you're
0: having a good time, I guess it's okay. I time <laughs>
1: right, right? So um, I, I, I definitely want to ask you um, what, you know, I know we talked about things that you like to do... You, You you're into martial arts. uh, You 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 know we do acting, and um, you're into the environment. So if you don't mind, can we we dive into that? Like how did you get started in each? I know it's three separate questions, but work with me. You know, (laughs) let's dive into that because I I really want to dive into more of into who Corey Marshall is beyond Shinmu. And you know okay. you're very passionate about these three different items and many other things too. And I, I just I want to dive into it. I want you to, you know, here, here's the ball, run with it, throw it, you know.
0: So about me, huh? Um, yeah, you know, I mentioned that I did a lot of stage work. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still I still do stage work. I just did some uh, some stuff just recently, but. Uh, you know like maybe things that people don't know about me
2: mm-hmm.
0: like because i do a lot of manly things right like martial arts you know i played football when i was when i was young i mm-hmm. did stunts like uh you know music videos with stunts and all that kind of stuff but uh you know things that i really love to do it's like shakespeare really I love
1: shakespeare
0: yeah And uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but people probably don't know this about me, but I used to be a ballet dancer. Really? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, because of my martial arts background, Mm -hmm. I was doing uh, theater and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I kind of did some, uh, I I auditioned for a musical and they said, hey, you're actually pretty good at moving. Mm -hmm. Like you can dance, and I'm like, well, I guess I can move because of my martial arts. Like I'm not a dancer, and they said, no, 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 you're great. So I started doing a couple of musicals, and they taught me choreography, and I was able to do it because I was strong, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they realized like I could leap around, I could uh, I could do a toe touch or something. You know what I mean? They're like, mm-hmm. damn man, like you can get your legs up there, and I'm like, well, yeah, because I can kick people in the head. You know, right? <laughs> And they're like, hey, great, well, you know, so I started doing more stuff like that, and um, and then, like, I started taking dance.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they, I, I asked somebody, well, what kind of dance do I need to take? And they said, well, if you want to be a serious dancer, you know, you can take, like, tap and jazz and all that kind of stuff, but if you want to be a serious dancer, you need to take uh, modern dance and you mm-hmm. need to take ballet. And I said, ballet, okay, well seems interesting it's it's a, it's a very classical art you know I, I i like that kind of stuff i like i like uh I, I, you know classic or just old or maybe traditional that kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. what
2: i mean
0: and i even just looking at it i knew that it took a lot of discipline mm-hmm. uh to be a ballet dancer and that's a background that i have anyway in my martial arts i said okay so excuse me i started yeah. taking um ballet and can I tell you something? Go for it. All the things that I've done, everything that I've done, again, my football, my stunts, I did uh, taekwondo, karate, I did kung fu, I did, um, you know, even, I, I, even other combat arts, uh, fencing and, uh, really? you know, papueta and all that kind of stuff. What? The hardest, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is ballet. <laughs> The hardest by far Was ballet And it's because of the Enormous control yeah. That one has to have over their body Now When you're doing um, Martial arts A lot of time, One thing that I was really best at was sparring uh-huh. I was really good at working out uh, My opponent I was good at finding weaknesses I was good at exploiting those weaknesses um, I was good at reading people, mm-hmm. so I was really good at sparring. But when you're doing that, it's kind of like a thinking game. You know what I mean? Like you're playing chess with your body.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: your your opponent comes in. You need to be able to defend yourself and counter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or you, again, exposing a weakness. You need to faint. You need to uh, go where he is not guarding. Uh, for some reason he leaves his hand down when he strikes whatever whatever the case is right mm-hmm. it's it's, it's a chess game that you're playing so it's it's a it's a big mental game now when you're doing forms and stuff like that you you know you're going through the motions and, and stuff but it but only lasts you know a couple of minutes or whatever
2: mm-hmm.
0: but in ballet like all of the all of the intensity lasts for the entire dance
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's in martial arts, you know, you, you kind of have natural movements. Uh-huh. You're, you're kind of hooked in. You're protecting yourself. You, uh, you know, you can use your shoulders or your hands. It's very natural. Ballet is the complete opposite. You have to open up your, you have to open up yourself so much. You have to turn out your arms and your chest and your shoulders and your legs. Like when you kick somebody, your 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 knee is turned in, you know, you, you uh-huh. pull, you Push your heel forward. You know, you have your foot down. That's kind of a natural movement. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to kick somebody, boom, you got a round kick. It's natural. You just boom, you kick him, and it, and you know, and, and it hurts because it's you got all that power behind it. Mm-hmm. Again, in ballet, you have to be strong, but it has to be completely different. <laughs> you have to think of yourself as like, you know, you got a, a beam of light coming out of your chest, and then your knees have to be completely turned out. The opposite of martial arts, right? So you have your, you you can imagine just constantly rotating
2: mm-hmm. out the
0: whole time, just straining to get your your legs and your arms and your shoulders down, your chest up, just just constantly working all the time. So not only are you doing that, but you're doing these huge, incredible moves that take um, balance like you wouldn't believe, mm-hmm. like when you're spins you have to spin with your leg out again turned out right when your knee at an unnatural angle so you're spinning like that and you have to spin on a dime and not move Mm -hmm. right in martial arts you might be able to jump and kick or you might be able to do a a heel turn and do like a a back kick or a donkey kick or whatever whatever your preference is like if it's just just like a back uh, a spinning back kick or something like that Mm -hmm. tag somebody in the ring like those those things are easy Compared to ballet, you know? Yeah. It's like, and then and then when you jump up in the air or when you leap, uh, uh, again, it's not just jumping up in the air, but you're, you're having to, like, pose the whole time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it's just something that um, I remember when I was doing ballet full time. I would wake up in the morning, and I couldn't sit up. I actually had to roll over on the side of my body. I kind of like would roll over and and use both my hands to kind of push myself up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I would get up and be like, "Oh man, just everything hurt. Just everything was sore from the day before. Mm-hmm. Just you know, from the back of my head down to my toes. Man, my toes would just would ache, and uh, that's just like." And the amount of exhaustion that it took—I've never been exhausted like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know. So you know, I, I've heard football players say the same thing, and these guys are like professional, like professional NFL players have said, like, "Oh man, like ballet, damn." This shit's cool. you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, when you're when you're doing it right, when you're doing it right, it's really hard. Like, you, you know, you can kind of go through the motions and kind of, like, pretend like you're doing ballet, but if you're really doing it right, if you have your positions right, and you're using the right muscles and all that stuff, man, it is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Ever! <laughs> so if anybody thinks that anybody, any any boy who does ballet is a pansy, uh, man, you don't even know! Don't even know!
2: <laughs> because-
0: I have done some really manly things in my life. Ballet, by far, is the hardest thing I've ever done.
1: <laughs> oh, my god! So there's that.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, wow. Even, like, uh, you know something I used to do, too, was cross-country run? Mm-hmm. And that's hard because uh, when you start to run, it's... it's uh, it again, it's, it's more of a mental game. I think a lot, maybe a lot of people don't understand it. If, if, if they're not athletes, people who are not athletes, maybe don't understand this part.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So much of what you do is mental, right? Yeah. So when you start to run cross country, you, you, you start to experience the pain, Yeah. right? Your lungs hurt, your, your chest hurts, your throat hurts, you know, not only the pain of the running. So you're, your legs are starting to starting to get tired, and all that kind of stuff. You're starting to get tired, even just pumping your arms. Your arms are getting tired. That's one thing, but the sheer like pain that's in your lungs and your heart is pounding. Your ability to push through that is all about your mental game,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: How can you, as an athlete, get past that pain? So I used to I used to cross country run, and that's that's something that you that you have to overcome. Nothing, nothing like ballet, man. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I can run all day, all day. <laughs> so anyway, I... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that that that's something that was in my life for for a good many years. For a good many years i um i almost almost did it um professionally. It was actually modern dance, believe it or not that I almost took on professionally
2: mm-hmm.
0: um uh there's there's this famous company called uh Palabolos, uh where it's very athletic and and that's one thing I was good at
2: mm-hmm. because
0: of my martial arts background. I was really good at like flipping and again like huge leaps man, I could jump so high and so far. And uh, th- that's that's something that was that's something I could specialize in because of my past athleticism. Oh, I did I did gymnastics as well, and that's where I kind of learned to do you know back flips, back handsprings, all that kind of stuff. Um, and and it's funny, uh, I auditioned for this company and they were going to go on a European tour, mm. and me and my girlfriend at the time and my girlfriend's best friend. Uh, a whole pack of us auditioned but the three of us actually made it in and i thought oh this is it this is great this is going to be the rest of my life i'm going to be dancing with this company or with other companies we're going to be making good money touring we're going to be all over europe or whatever and i thought that that's it this is it this is the rest of my life and um i think it was like i can't remember but it was literally like a couple of days Two or three days maybe before we were supposed to go in and start rehearsing, mm-hmm. they, they called all three of us up and said, uh, you know, we really don't – we really decided that we didn't have time to train new people. What we're going to do is we're going to split up our company, so some people are going to be over here, some people are going to over there, and we're going to take the dancers that um, already knew uh, this routine and we're going to take them on tour. So unfortunately, we won't need you. And we were like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like devastating. What? And um, yeah. So it's kind of like when something big like that happened to me, I was like, okay, maybe I need to do something else in life. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> I don't know. Cause it just, it just sucked so bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And uh, shortly after that, I moved out here to California and I started doing uh, film and like I said, stunts and. uh, tv and i did uh music videos and stuff like that so yeah like right after that and it's just just like (laughs) damn that's so hard and like
1: you know i mean isn't it something though like we can have those those moments in our lives that make us completely pivot in a whole different direction than where we originally had planned and it's like you've gotta have some flexibility in life like and it's It's one of the things, like, I I try to teach, um, you know, my, my nieces and nephews, like, always be flexible to be able to do something different, you know, and also have a plan B, C, and D, because A may not turn out to be what you wanted.
0: You know what, it's interesting that you say that because... I, you know, I did the same thing look at look at my life and my career right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different ways that I could have gone in fact when i was when I was doing taekwondo when I was like from seven to ten, I think when I had made it to when I was like ten years old, I had my first degree black belt
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they had me doing um I, I was a student teacher at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually a pretty decent teacher. I, ha- I-, I think because of my creative brain, mm-hmm. I was able to uh, help people visualize what they needed to do with their body mm-hmm. uh, as far as, like, hitting the hitting the heavy bag or if it were – we broke a lot of boards and all that kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I-, I was able to kind of, like, conceptualize how- what people needed to do. I think that was part of my thing. Anyway, um, yeah, like – Maybe I could have been a teacher Maybe I could have had my own school Or something like that You know what I mean Because I found out that I was actually a pretty decent teacher um, But as far as my As far as my life in the arts I I tell people the exact same thing that you just said Like hey If you love doing You know If you love doing art Do it
2: uh-huh.
0: But don't don't really say no to anything, cause that's never what I did. Yeah, I mean, like I did stage, but I also did, uh, I also auditioned for other things as well. You know what I mean? And then, like somehow, some way, actually, when I was when I was still doing ballet,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I I auditioned for this, right? Like not not too many ballet uh, artists are going to audition for voiceover video game stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I did anyway, and look where I am. I, I got Shenmue. You yeah, know? I, I got I got one of my favorite games of all time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I it's it's just because I didn't really say no to anything. I didn't really say like, oh, that's my that's not my thing, or yeah. that's something that I'm concentrating in or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I just I just didn't really say no to to work.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> a friend of mine called me up once and was like, hey, um, a guy I know wants me to kind of be uh kind of like be an assistant um to this director but also kind of like produce stuff at the same time and he's like you know i, I have this other project going on and i won't be able to do that but I, for some reason i was thinking about you and wanted to know if you wanted to do it mm-hmm. and i was like yeah because you know don't say no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ended up working for this company later on that I ended up uh, being, because of that, I was kind of like just an assistant at first, mm-hmm. and then I became a producer. I was working with this company called Megatrend, and we were working with Capitol Records. Wow. And we and we were doing, like, these, um, like, music movies to go along with uh, albums it was kind of like a conceptual thing. We were taking people's albums and, and scripting movies over the top of them, right? So a person's album kind of became the soundtrack, but the soundtrack was more like a, a part of the story. is more like a driving force, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we did that project. We did several of those projects. And, uh, it, and like, I became uh, a producer working with Capitol Records just because I, I didn't say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of feel like you never know where you're going in life. So, yeah, it's like when you have those plans, it's like, you know, do it, practice it, you know, D- whatever, whatever it may be. And, uh, I-, I just tell people like, uh, whatever you, whatever you like, whatever you're passionate about, do it. You know what I mean? Like for, for example, a friend of mine, um, this is, this is another art, art versus art thing. He was, he was like, uh, oh, he was doing all these indie films and stuff like that. mm and then a friend of his, because um, he played the guitar, a friend of his was like, "Hey, man, I need some help uh, m- you know, mixing this music. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you come on with me and we could kind of like mix mix up this music? We'll put it all together And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And so they ended up doing all kinds of projects, and he made all kinds of money,
2: mm-hmm. playing
0: guitar, mixing other people's music, and uh, having them come, they ended up getting a studio. And then they buy, they ended up buying all this equipment and they had like, uh, just everything that you needed, all these microphones, all these, all these instruments and all that kind of stuff. And they worked with all kinds of people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I tell people like, yeah, it just, even if you love video games, that doesn't mean that you, that you can't, uh, do what you do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe you're a guy who's going to, um, have a podcast Or maybe you're a guy who's going to, uh, go work for a studio and, uh, you know, you're going to, uh, whatever, maybe you're, maybe you're going to write code. Maybe you're going to whatever the case may be. So there are so many, if you love video games, there are so many different things that you can do. You don't have to be just a voice actor. You can be the guy that's actually making the game, you know what I mean? You could uh, be—you could work—oh, here's another thing, too. You could work in a studio. There's a girl I knew who was working as the receptionist Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: was going to school uh, to get her degree and all that kind of stuff. And then she ended up directing some of the projects that were happening there in that studio. And it's just because she happened to be the receptionist who was getting her education at the time. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up directing projects while she was there. You know what I mean?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So— yeah, you could you could you could be the you could be board operator.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: could mix all of the sound. If you love video games it doesn't mean that you have to be a voice actor, right? <laughs> no.
2: so.
1: so
0: yeah, it, I, I tell people the exact same thing you did.
1: Yeah, and it, you, you just never know. And it's one of the things like I, I've been um teaching my wife as well. Um, I tell her like you, you never know what opportunities are there because you never know the people like certain people you run into you never know who they know or what type of position or what company or what opportunity that they have for you it's like you know don't say no unless it's unless it's something you know that illegal or something like that but don't say no to an opportunity and it's like um you know and and she's 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 a naturally bubbly person you know very friendly very sweet and completely opposite of me. Track, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, um, she, she, um, you know, I, I, of the last year, like she went from someone who just played video games for fun to she still does that for fun. But you know, we both got invited out to E3 it was our first E3 this year. You know, uh-huh. ever, we both got invited out, um, flown out to experience it. You know, we've got to go to Gamescom. We got to go to Tokyo Game Show. You know, different things that we've been able to do just because she listened to me when I'm like, don't say no. Mm. Don't say no. And it's like, she's like, wow. Had to do a lot. I'm like, yes. Now we're at HawaiiCon. <laughs> now we're doing different things. It's like, it's, it's always keep a door open for change you know, never shoot down opportunities and no, I'm just going to do this because you never know. I mean, I thought I was going to do IT for the next, for the rest of my life and I've been in IT for a decade and it's like, I pivoted to something else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you, you never know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yep, you're right, man. I've, I've literally heard people say like, oh yeah, it's, that's not really my thing so I don't know if I could help you out with that. And I think like, oh man, like you know, how can you, how can you say that? How can you do that? If it's something that, you know, if it's something that you like or something that you want to mm-hmm. do, but maybe it's not something that you've had training in or something like that, you could just say, like, hey, man, you know, yeah, give me the opportunity. to Give it a shot. I'll do, I'll do whatever,
1: you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so down to the last three questions. Uh, one question I want to ask you. Actually, yeah, last three questions um so what are with the exception of shimu 3 what are some other projects that you currently have in the works that you are allowed to share
0: oh let's see actually you know what i um
1: i need to get my beard on your level i'm trying uh, you know
0: what i i tell people uh there are there are uh there are two people in the world there are uh guys with beards mm-hmm. and then there are ladies so
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah beard brother keep New real what can I say
2: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man I told totally... I give one of my friends uh, so much um, so much crap for it, I guess, you know what I mean? He's always just been that clean shaven guy, you know what I mean? Oh mm-hmm. man, I give him so many. You know what he <laughs> told me to I gave him I gave him another hard time. I said I, I gave him another one liner like that. and he was like, you know, man, i I, I shaved because once, you know, I, my my face was getting a little long, and you know, my wife just told me that she you know I needed to shave it, and I was like, no, nah, you know I want to grow out a beard and she was like, you know, you need to shave it because I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And instead I shaved it and I was like, and I told him, I was like, any man who shaves his beard for a woman deserves neither. (laughs) 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 And he was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I got a couple of, uh, Beard one-liners for people if they
1: want. This is how I can tell you and I can hang out and just crack jokes <laughs> all day. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh. oh man. Okay, what was the
2: question, man? Um,
1: <laughs> it was um. Oh god. What, what, what was okay? What was it? It was um. Oh, uh, what are some projects that you you have the works, not Shinmue three that you're yeah, allowed to yeah. talk about.
0: Yeah, I just slowed down a little bit. I was I was doing a stage project over here locally, mm-hmm. um, but um, I think I, you know, I slowed down right now. I, I, I'm I'm actually going to start contacting a couple of directors that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm just kind of at that stage in my life where I'm not interested in doing a lot of work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I just kind of want to do um, larger, maybe well-known projects, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like the main role or anything, but I just kind of want to do something that, that I like to do, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, cause I, cause I used to do, uh, just all kinds of work, you know what I mean? I used mm-hmm. to do just, even if it were small projects, just getting paid, you know, whatever for the day. And then, uh, and then I did some anime projects and stuff like that. Uh, back when I was back in, you know, in New York And all that kind of stuff But I'm just kind of at the point now Where it's like eh, Maybe if it's Final Fantasy or something
2: like That <laughs> you
0: know, I know and like Or maybe uh, A friend of mine Oh man, a friend of mine just booked uh, The uh, One Punch Man Season 2 And uh, he wow. did some work on that And I was like, yeah See, that's the kind of
2: stuff <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd love to do One Punch Man Season 2 I love that thing, that was great right <laughs> i never got a chance to read the manga but i love the uh the anime series that they had the show is amazing <laughs> yeah it's funny you know the concepts ridiculous you're like what a dude that can defeat all of his opponents with one punch that's i mean that's kind of lame right, right. No, it's, <laughs> it's great because he can defeat all of his opponents with one punch and his life is just terrible because of it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um um, I forgot the role that he told me. Um, oh, I'm sure I'll I'll look it up again. But yeah, we we have a we have a poker night with uh a couple of uh like directors and voiceover guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the guys, um, actually we yeah we all do a bunch of really good work. But the guy who's hosting it, yeah, he told me uh, that they just booked, uh, that he just booked uh, One Punch Man. Not just booked, but this was a while ago now. Mm. But he booked Man and did some did some stuff on it. Season two.
2: It's like yeah, <laughs> that kind of that kind of stuff.
0: I'm gonna start start uh, hunting around to see if uh, guys uh, guys that I know are doing stuff like that.
1: Okay, definitely, definitely.
0: Um, the, the short answer is uh, I'm taking a little bit of a break right now. I got my, uh, anniversary coming up and all that kind of stuff, so me and my wife are going to celebrate 11 years. So, uh,
1: Congratulations.
0: we're going to take a, going to take a whole weekend, and I I think, uh, oh, my daughter has a fall break coming up, so I think she's going to go over to a friend's house and we'll, we'll just have all kinds of great food, maybe go to a, maybe go to a, a Korean spa or
1: something like that, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what advice? Uh, you've been giving advice the entire podcast, so this is a redundant question. But I'm gonna ask it anyway. What advice would you give to fans in the audience here that would love to get into anything from voice acting, acting, ballet, yeah, you know, sports, martial arts?
0: Yeah. Well, it does. It takes it. It takes the work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to people sometimes. And I, and I think they, their face kind of melts on me sometimes when I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, what you need to do is start taking some classes, right? Start doing mm-hmm. some voiceover classes because it's uh, you need to be a good actor first. It's not about just doing silly voices or something like that. Like, you got like, to really go in there, be a good actor first. And then if you got some character, just build on top of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, just start hanging out with people. You know what I mean? Find people. Don't be shallow. <laughs> <And hold laughs> actors because you want to do voice acting but find people that you like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I, I found some people on this Shenmu project that I love hanging out with you know what I mean and it's like hey start hanging out with people that you like because uh, you know I've given so much work to my friends and my friends have given so much work to me mm-hmm. you know you mentioned this earlier you know you just just, just know people you know what I mean yeah. but it's funny I, I remember people's faces kind of melting when they're like oh yeah i guess i need to take some classes you know what i mean what? <laughs> i think they just kind of thought like like i would tell them like oh you want to do voice acting oh i know a guy are you busy tomorrow you want to do some uh voice actor you know stuff you want to be on a game <laughs> like maybe that's what they thought i was going to say you know you know like uh just come on over and do the work tomorrow i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's kind of like anything, right? Yeah. Like if you be a painter, you got to start painting, right? Mm-hmm. you got to start taking classes. you got to start uh, having uh, mentors, people who can uh, tell you what to do maybe even uh, out of your style. Or if you are, are concentrating on a particular style, maybe you need to find, uh, again, somebody who specializes in that. Mm-hmm. You need to take those kinds of classes. That kind of stuff takes uh, time. Uh-huh. Takes, you know what I mean um, And you know It's interesting uh, Bill Black Is the uh, voice actor Director for the English version here In uh, LA
2: uh-huh.
0: And he told me something Which I thought was pretty interesting because a lot of people Are doing auditions and doing Work from their home they have a home studio And all that we all do we all have A home studio uh-huh. because It's just for auditions You have, you have to have a home studio you have to have a decent mic. You have to have a little setup, whatever it may be. So, you can send in auditions, and sometimes people send in their work that way. Mm-hmm. But he told me he was like, "If you want to work in voiceovers, he's like, you have to move to LA."
2: Yeah, it's like
0: there are a couple of hot spots around the United States: uh, uh, Texas, New York, Los Angeles. He's like, if you want to do voiceovers, you have to move to LA. He's like. Why would I hire anybody else from anywhere else uh-huh. when I can walk out of the door, stick my hand out and grab an actor?
2: You yeah. know?
0: And I was like, Yeah, that's that's a pretty good point. And he's like, I he's like, I you know, people tell people send me emails and they're like, Well, you know, I live in um Ohio but I want to be a voice actor. He's like, I tell them to move here. He's like, I I don't care if you have to live with six other people in a single room, you know, if you want to be an actor, you have to move here. And I was like, Okay.
2: <laughs> <I> mean,
0: <laughs> that's what I did. I moved here. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But um, that—that's something that he said. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of people who just think that they can do voiceovers from wherever. He's like, I—I I, I never hire those people. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. He's like, because there are just so many great people here in LA. I can get them to come into a professional studio. I can mix all the sound myself on a board. I can do all that. I can do editing here. And then I have people who edit. Uh, I, I have a whole team of people. And he's like, why would I want anything else when I can have the best that are already here in LA? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> makes a lot of sense to me. So that's one thing that he says. He says, if you, it's, he said, there's a lot of like animation that happens down in Texas. He says, of course, there's animation, but also a lot of video games that happen here in California, particularly. Uh-oh. Like LA and all that kind of stuff. So move, move to one of those places. Two, uh, do the work. Uh-huh. Got gotta like, gotta take classes. You know what I mean? Like I, I I don't know I don't I don't know what else to say other than yet that's just something you have to do. But yeah, if you're gonna do if you want to be a ballet uh, artist, you know, uh-huh. man, you gotta take class. It's not gonna happen <laughs> any other way. You know, gotta take class, and that's hard because it, it costs money.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, cost time. Sometimes it's like uh, you have to have a flexible job, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. um, to to be able to go into classes whenever those classes are. Mm-hmm. And those things are, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to. T- I wish I could tell people that there's this like magic class that you can go to for thirty bucks a session. But you know, it's not. I mean, it's just it's it's expensive and it's time consuming, and it's not easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I I just, I don't know what to tell people other than it's, that it's not, uh, uh, it's not a walk in the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, the other advice that I give is exactly what you said, right? Like don't say no to work. Um, one thing that I used to do to make money is that I worked at the, uh, the LA opera Mm -hmm. because we would do shows in the evening. We got paid. Um, we got paid for every performance, we got paid for rehearsals, you know what I mean? It's like, Uh I, I did what they call supernumerary work, which is like, background stuff, like soldiers, and, um, and, uh, townsfolk and stuff, you know what I mean? Uh Like, there's all this amazing opera that's happening in front of me, but I'm just like Joe Schmo A, (laughs)
2: you know
0: what I mean? But A, I'm getting paid,
2: Uh
0: B that guy that I talked about um, who gave me the work uh, that I that I ended up working with capital records
1: mm-hmm. that
0: guy I met at the opera who was doing the same thing I did so do you see how that works yeah uh, you, I, I remained in the business I I was doing work to make money you know like it wasn't anything glorious or whatever but I met that guy who gave me work and I and I did really great work and I made great money doing that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just 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 that kind of thing. Always uh, if, if you want to be in the business in and, and this case, always work within the business. Yeah. Um and and yeah, just know people, make friends, all that kind of stuff. I I uh I think the, the thing that I did that was that was the least in the business is that I worked for a delivery company and but it was called Entertainment Delivery Group,
2: oh. and they
0: delivered all of the studios all around um, L.A. So I knew where every studio was. I knew where every back door was. I knew the guards. I could. Uh, I, it's like I. That was part of my training. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> like. I, I, Know people, I could I could get places. I knew where all these buildings were, even okay. if it were smaller places that only did maybe they, they were an editing bay or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that's the most, uh, the I'm sorry, the least entertainment based job that I took to make some extra money. But that's because again, it was flexible and it was still entertainment. You know what <laughs> I mean? So that's what I recommend.
1: All right, right. Hey. Uh, my last question is, um, when will we ever get to see you out here in Hawaii again, with the exception of we're getting you out here to HawaiiCon? <laughs> I
0: think that's it, man. You know, if you talk to some people over there Hawaii HawaiiCon, I think that's the... Uh, uh, but but that being said, my daughter recently, man, I think it was probably just... I think it may have even been as early as last week.
2: Mm-hmm. She was...
0: How she wanted to go back to Hawaii. So, Yeah. I don't know. If we don't go there on vacation, when's the next Hawaii? Oh, you just you just did Hawaii Con, right? So yeah. it's like, it's another year from
1: now? Yeah. Oh. I'll put you in touch with the director.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll yeah. have to see if I can wait that long before I make it back to the <laughs> islands. But, uh, if not, maybe uh, maybe people could uh, look out. Hey, you too. We'll both be there. Hawaii
1: HawaiiCon? Yeah. Con? yeah.
0: Let's, let's make it happen, man. I want to go.
1: Okay. Okay. Tweet. Sounds good. Um, and so I lied actually. I oh, do have I'm a final, like... I do have a final question. Okay. Did you have fun?
0: Absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I love hanging out with you. I love just like, you know, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just hang out on, uh, on Skype and we'll, we'll record it and it'll, it'll just be a thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: Not, you have to invite your wife too. So we'll. It... It'll, it'll, it'll be like it'll just be a good time
1: yeah i i thought she because i i know she wanted to, to say hi i i thought she was oh no she's not behind me i thought she was still at the house but she's like she texted me just now she's like i had to go to work and i was like damn it we're almost done <laughs> next time definitely definitely is there anything um cory you'd like to leave the audience with uh before we go
0: Oh, let's see. Yeah, you know, I I, I want people to know that uh, Shenmue 3 is, um, for those who have played Shenmue 1 and 2, it's like, it's like, you'll get the the nostalgia. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a continuation of those games, right? It's 1 and 2. Uh, It's the one and two continuation, obviously, because we're going into three. So you're you're going to get that same feel, that same Shenmue play, that same um, you know it's like the same tasks in combat and all those things that we love, and the same story and all that stuff. We're 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 able to continue that just perfectly. Mm -hmm. We're picking up exactly where two left off, going into three. So for all those who are hoping that they're going to get um, that same experience. They are, so you know be be happy about that, uh, but that being said, it's Shinmu one and two, but to the next level
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? again even 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 just talking about story, we're uh you know unveiling more we're 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 continuing that story, we're finding out more pieces to uh to to what's going on in his life and of what's going on with uh everything else mhm- again trying not to reveal anything but uh again uh, it's shinmu one and two uh but enhanced right mm-hmm. I get, we talked about simple things like the mud and the water and the, <laughs> and the, <laughs> and the
2: physical, like, stuff, right
0: um you know uh it, it's it's a modern game right mm-hmm. we when they transferred one and two over to the ps4 because uh, that's what I'm playing in, I'm playing it on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, whatever, we kinda had to deal with some glitches and all that kinda stuff here and there, and sound was a little bit weird and all that stuff. Of course, we can all expect that Shenmue 3 is, is, it's all, you know, it's all great, it's all perfect, it's all beautiful. It sounds great, looks great, so it's, it's Shenmue, but to the next level.
1: Yeah. So. Definitely, man. Definitely. Well, where can people find you again? No.
0: Yeah. So, if, <clears throat> so if you look me up, uh, Corey Marshall Voiceover Pro, you'll be able to find me there. And uh, yeah, watch out because if uh, if uh, y- you can't handle uh, if you can't handle me, <laughs> I will. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that I don't know i uh i just i just let people know how i feel you know and and, uh sometimes people uh people can't handle it so
1: that's okay i respect that i mean and and, you know it's a thing where it's like it's kind of funny how in the way things are now it you know it's so easy for people to get offended it's like people have different experiences people have different opinions like why you know, I, I just and I'm not trying to go into a whole tirade about that, but I just I like the fact that people can't handle certain things or they can't agree to disagree on things. It's like, sure, it's it's so different now. You know, there's a lot of things that are contributing to that. But, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't go off on a tangent. <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> so, I guess I guess the thing is, is that, um, yeah, you know, I, it's like. When when your opinions are stated, yeah, yeah, I make comments on those uh, on those opinions because I too have opinions, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I I go off of what you tell me. So hey, you know what I mean? Like, but see, I, I think maybe probably maybe people misunderstand me online because they don't they can't actually hear me talking. So maybe they think that I'm yelling at them on the other side, but I'm actually not.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: like I, I'm just trying to hash out your opinion and in and, and 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 give you mine. So. Yeah, like I'm I'm actually having a conversation with you, but maybe on your side, maybe you think I'm yelling at you. So, if anybody's listening to this, just know I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> I'm actually just like, oh, that's interesting that you say that because uh, there's this, this, and that, and uh, so yeah. W- what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's really conversational on my side.
1: Oh man, I, I definitely got to get you back on the show, man. That this this has been truly awesome. I can't believe we've been talking for two hours.
0: Has it? Oh, man, look at that. Holy
1: crap.
0: Well, that, that's, that's lots of material for you. Right? But... Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully fans are okay with uh, listening, to, listening to me. for. But then again, I guess if they're Shenmue fans, they probably listen to me for a couple hours anyway. So.
1: Right? I mean, and this is not even the longest podcast I've ever done. I've had one where I went five and a half hours.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah. It was, I don't know how I did it and I don't know how my guests kept talking, but five and a half hours, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that again, but you know,
0: I was going to say, maybe you should be a voice actor, dude, because being in the booth for that long, that takes, that takes some skill that takes, you know what I mean? Like you got, you got to have a, you got to have some pipes behind you.
1: Oh, you know how many voice actors that I'm friends with have told me that they're like, Miguel, you should go into it. I'm like. But I, I'm in Hawaii. I'm so far away. They like moved to LA, and I'm like,
0: yeah, there you go. I'm
1: like, I'm not There's against. Thing. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not against moving to LA. I actually liked LA when I, when I went there for E3. But you
2: know,
1: it's it's that's you know, happy wife, to an extent, happy life, mm-hmm. and she she wants it's to not, stay here.
0: LA is <laughs> a great town, but um, it's not the it's not the Hawaii life. That's sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, so um, yeah, definitely, Corey. If you'd ever love to come on the show again, I'd love to have you on. Um, this has been fantastic, and people, you will be able to find. I'll uh, I'll leave links to all of Corey's uh social media down below in the podcast, and the video, and the audio formats. You'll be able to catch this episode of the podcast on all outlets from Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SiriusXM, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify coming soon to pandora and more and it's also available on twitch.tv slash casanova and youtube.com slash casanova for the video versions and with that being said corey and i are out we will see you guys on the next one hey did you enjoy this episode of the casanova podcast well i'm sure you did and since you did and you're wondering where else you can find it You can find it on every podcasting outlet. Yes, it includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Launchpad DM by Podcast One, and so much more. And the only thing I ask of you is if you truly enjoyed it. Even if you didn't enjoy it, please leave a rating and tell us what you thought of it, what you like, what you didn't like, and everything in between. And also, if you're looking for video formats of this podcast and many more, you'll be able to find them on YouTube.com slash Casanova as well as on Twitch.tv slash Casanova and new episodes every single Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, with that being said, this is Mikel Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out. You guys have a great day.